Wait a minute, I hear something. It's Dr. Movie Time again. Welcome back to uh, what I consider to be uh, the best show that I know of that uh, that I make behind the steering wheel. It's Dr. Movie, yo. And, uh, you know, uh, this is kind of a special bonus episode for our body swapping series not exactly sure where I'm going to put this one. I don't know if I'm going to put it in the same week or the next week, but, you know, you don't care about that because you're just listening to it when I release it. But uh, I felt like this one still needed to be talked about because there's probably people out there would say, well, wait a minute, you're missing one here. And that would be Dream a Little Dream from 1989. It's the Corys, yo. We got Corey Feldman, Corey Haim, um, this is kind of a cult classic. It, it's it's got enough stuff in it, I guess, for it to be considered a body swapping movie. Uh, but it's got its own charm. Like I said, I, it's it's kind of a cult classic in a way. And uh, I don't know. I, fe- I felt ju- I just felt like we needed to include that in this one. <clears throat> so yeah, 1989. And boy, does it say 1989. <laughs> uh, this whole movie is nothing but, you know, music montages. It, it It is definitely made for the MTV generation, right? Uh, even down to, and this is when, when Corey uh, Feldman was just trying to be the white Michael Jackson, even though Michael Jackson was trying to be white. Maybe they were trying to switch. I never thought of it that way. What if Michael Jackson was trying to get whiter... And then Corey Feldman was eventually going to get darker, and they just changed places, right? They took the song uh, Black and White serious, right? I don't know. It's just a hypothesis. That's all it is, a hypotenuse (laughs) about what was happening here. But yeah, let's talk about this one a little bit. Um, Here's our synopsis. Uh, an accident swaps the minds of a married older man and a teenager chasing the girl, his dream girl. Um, that's short and sweet. Kind of like it. That's pretty much it, I do believe. Let's talk about our cast because that's definitely important. We already talked about the two Corys, right? You can't go wrong with those guys. We got Jason Robards. You know, we, we just talked about Jason Robards... Um, back when I did The Visitor. And I have to honestly say, I don't know that I've ever done two Jason Robards movie so close in continuity. Not that the movies are close, just the fact that I've done two movies in this close of a time period. Um, he's a legendary actor. I, I just don't have a lot of movies in my arsenal that uh, really reflects his work, right? But yeah, Jason Robards plays the older guy, Coleman, and uh, he is married to Piper Laurie, whose name is Gina in the movie. Now, Piper Laurie, we all know, 
the mom on Carrie, right? And she's all bubbly and giddy in this one. It's really weird to see. Um, we got Harry Deed Stanton in this too. I mean, so I mean, we we got heavy hitters here. Uh, Meredith Meredith Salinger is the girl of interest, right? Um, for the most part, that's kind of it. I can't think of anybody else that. Oh, Victoria Jackson's in this, which you hardly even recognize. But I like Victoria Jackson. I always have. Um, that's pretty much it. We got a bunch of young guys that are in this that may or may not have moved on and done some other things later on. Not really that important. <laughs> Hate to say it that way. Oh, you know who is in this movie? That I had to do a double take because there's a, there's a scene where they're taking the SAT, which is a big deal in this movie, right? Because this is 1989. SATs was like, you know, the most grueling thing you have to go through as a kid in high school, right? That's how times have changed. Maybe they haven't. I don't know. But uh, the teacher of the class is, uh, is Mickey Thomas. Who's Mickey Thomas? Um... The guy that he's the lead singer of Jefferson Starship or Starship. When you hear "We Built This City," that's dude. That's that's Mickey Thomas. Uh, Jane, you know, you think about that. Even all the way back to the Narvel Phelps song, right? I fooled around and fell in love. I fooled around and fell in love. Yeah, that's Mickey Thomas. Very young age. Even though the song says Narvel Phelps, that's Mickey Thomas singing that song. So, let's face it, folks. He's one of the best male singers of our lifetime. It's just like, it's that guy that you you hear his voice and you're like, wow, that guy can really sing. But you never really put it together that it's this one guy, right? But, uh, you know, he's this nerdy teacher in the movie. And I was like, wow. Why? No idea. But uh, it worked. I was surprised at his acting chops. So uh, there you go. There you got that. So let's get into this one. The two Corys, best friends, Bobby and Dinger. Yeah. Why is he called Dinger? I don't know. Dinger is Corey Haim, who's uh, got a bum leg, so he's walking on a cane all the time. But they are your typical 80s, 80s kids, almost 90 kids. Uh, before the grunge movement, right? So their, you know, their clothes reflect, you know, the tears in the jeans, and you, you know, smear stuff on your shirt, and you know, all that kind of stuff. We even get a montage of them getting dressed and, you know, brutalizing their clothes so they're hip. <laughs> and uh, this movie really is just one big music video. Uh, but long story short. It starts off, you kind of get these two guys that are best friends. They hang out together all the time. Possibly even live together. And, uh, you know, you hear Bobby talking about how he's kind of fallen for this girl. Who is, uh, Lane in the movie. That's Meredith Salinger. Salinger? 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 Take your pick. Um... So you kind of get this guy who's got feels for another one of his best friend's girl, right? 
She's my best friend's girl. And, uh, see, it's it's almost like a privacy thing between the two. And, of course, the other Corey's like, look, man, you know, you, you definitely can't do anything because it's, it's, it's our best friend's girlfriend, right? And then you cut to Jason Robards and his and his wife, Piper Laurie. They live in this house to themselves. They're kind of doing their thing. Jason Robards' character has been interested in teleporting his body into other situations. I don't know. It's a weird explanation of what's going on here. He's out in the backyard doing a bunch of, looks like Tai Chi or something. A lot of meditating, yoga type stuff. And he's convinced that he can transport his soul elsewhere. Um, that's really the only explanation you get of what's happening here. But, uh, but it really comes down to um, him taking his wife out back and trying to get her involved in this experiment. And while that's going on, you got a situation where Corey Feldman is running because of some kind of chaos and the girl is running away from her boyfriend because he's like feeling her up and she's wanting to get away from him she's realizing she really don't care for the guy that much they have a head on collision in Jason Robard's yard while they are in the backyard I think uh, doing this meditation thing and you kind of get this switch right so when Jason Robard's kind of comes to and Corey Feldman comes to they've switched well they don't really switch though that's what's weird Jason Robards is now inside of Corey Feldman's body and um (laughs) Corey Feldman is now in like dream state so this movie constantly goes back to Jason Robards as a character which is Corey Feldman at this point falling asleep and then in the dream, he's back to being his old self. And Corey Feldman's there, and he's like, look, we got we to gotta figure this out and change back. And Corey Feldman's like, no, man, I kind of dig it here, right? So he wants to stay where he is. And, but he keeps telling Jason Robards he has, to, he has to figure out how to make this work because supposedly Piper Laurie's spirit is locked up in the girlfriend. Or the girl that he likes, right? That he ran into on the... She's on a bicycle. And, uh... But she doesn't know it. So he's constantly just trying to get closer to it. First, just to get close to get, you know, the Piper Laurie character to take dominance. And find, you know, find that spirit, right? And then be able to bring it back and get things back to normal. But he ends up doing that thing that all these movies are based around. At first, it's real chaotic because... We're acting odd. We're not ourselves. We cause a bunch of chaos. But then we kind of go through and we correct all the problems in this person's life as well, right? Because Corey, Hain- Corey Feldman's got a really bad relationship with his parents. <clears throat> and that kind of gets fixed. Um, you get the, the sporadic best friend who's, you know, the, the boyfriend of this girl. There's a group of, of bullies. You got some 80s bullies in this who you know are wearing some pretty cool jackets but they rough up these other guys all the time and this boyfriend has had enough and you have a situation where he gets drunk it's the night of i'm gonna say i want to say prom but it's really just a dance i think and ends up uh drinking too much and getting his hand on a gun 
and confronts not only the bullies, but confronts Corey Feldman as well for stealing his girlfriend. And it gets pretty tense. And you kind of think, you know, this could this could end uh, pretty tragically. But uh, luckily, Corey Feldman, or Jason Robards' character, Coleman, talks him down off the cliff, and they kind of, you know, resolve some stuff. <clears throat> There's this weird uh, Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on M Street thing about this movie that there's several instances where you're like, did they just pull from the source? Because there's even a dream state thing where when Jason Robards goes back into the dream, Corey Feldman's there and he's like, oh great, you're you're here in my dream. And he's like, well, who did you expect, Freddy Krueger? And he has to explain, well he don't really explain, but you know, Jason Robards obviously has no idea who Freddy Krueger is, uh, or his character. And, uh, so you get that thing, but you also get to where there's a part towards the end of the movie where the clock is ticking, time is running out, and Jason Robard's character, which is Corey Feldman, has to figure out, I mean, I have to get this done at this certain time. And the mom of, of Lauren, or Lane, Wants you to come to the house, get away from Bobby. You don't need to be around Bobby. He's bad news because, you know, he dresses like Michael Jackson. Which is, you know, that's bad news, man. Especially if you're bad. Who's bad? And, uh... <laughs> um, so, he, he grabs her hand, she kisses him goodnight, and he says, don't fall asleep. Right? Because in this dream state thing, that's how they're all communicating, right? Because she doesn't believe all this is true, but she does try to remember a dream... He tells her to remember the dream of the night before, and she remembers all this tying together, and he can tell what's happening in the dream. So it's that thing, right, of making her believe this is really going on. And, uh, but yeah, she goes home, not supposed to fall asleep, and even the mom does that thing where she puts something in her daughter's drink to make her sleep, just like Night Round in the Street. You get the climbing up the side of the house, you know, up, up the up the, the the gated, you know, the, the ivy wall to get, you know, to the window so you can go in and see her. I mean, it's all, it's like, wow. So much of this is straight out of Nightmare on M Street. So I found that pretty interesting. Um, you get the, <laughs> and again, you kind of, you kind of have to throw common sense to the side, right? Because we get this whole scene where uh, the 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 girl is in a dance group, right? And uh, she, she's gonna work on this routine, I guess, by herself in the gym. And she's playing a song, and then all of a sudden, there's Corey Feldman up there, who is Jason Robards at this point. And he starts doing the whole Michael Jackson routine, right? And you're going, wait a minute, why would a I'm going to give him a, a, a generous number. Why would a 75-year-old guy know how to dance like Michael Jackson? Right? Just saying. It'd be different if it was actually Corey Feldman. I mean, we know it's really Corey Feldman doing the dancing because we all know he's a Michael Jackson freak. You can even leave, leave the Michael Jackson part out of that, right? Ho-ho! Oh, oh. uh, but it's just, I'm like, wait a minute. 
This old guy is busting these moves that are, you know, dope, fresh moves of the time, right? So I was just like, yeah, it's kind of weird. But yeah, he does a whole dance routine. And this is right when he was just eat up with being Michael Jackson. So, uh, you know, I think the hair and everything lets you know, right? Because he's dyed his hair black. He's got it long and stringy. You know, just like a, a black guy. <laughs> long, black, stringy hair. Uh, <laughs> sorry, folks. I'm not trying to... I'm just saying, right? If there's one thing that, that black men don't have is long, stringy, black hair, right? So, uh, anyways, I'll get off of that. Tons of musical montages in this. It is just one big uh, series of, of montages. And again, totally made for the MTV generation. Um, but again, it does have its own kind of charm. I'm not going to give too much more away. Uh, it does kind of just end abruptly, which I thought was kind of odd. But overall, I, I see the cult status reasoning for this. It's uh, it's different. It's a very different kind of movie. And it still works. So if you really want to slice, if, if, if you're, if anybody you know, I was going to say your kids, if anybody tugs on your shirt and says, hey, what was 18, uh, 1989 like? Just show them this movie because it pretty much captures it all, right? Uh, I'll give this, uh, personally for me, just not, it's just, just not totally for me. I still like it. I'm going to give it a 3 out of 5. I'm sure some of you are probably gasping at this point. Maybe it should be a 4, but it's just one of those that I've, I've only seen a couple of times. And that's just kind of where it sits with me, right? Like I said, I almost kind of forgot to even add it to this this lineup. And it just happened to pop in my head. Oh, yeah, I forgot. There's there's that thing, right? So, uh, But who knows? Give it a shot. See what you think about it. It's on Tubi, so you can't go wrong there. And uh, enjoy. Uh, it's it's There's some fun to be had, right? Uh, <laughs> and see if you catch all those Nightmare on M Street references. There may even be more. I don't know. But uh, there you go, folks. That's my thoughts on this one. And we will see you next time around. Adios, people. Dr. Boobie!